Hey everybody, welcome to the Creative Be podcast. I'm your host, Bill Anderson, and today we have a wonderful guest, Mr. Ron White, two-time world champion, memory champion. He's been on a lot of, a lot of shows. He is not the comedian, Ron White, but he is the superhuman memory, Ron White. Ron, how you doing? Hey, Bill, I'm doing great. It's always great to talk to you, and uh, you're a great friend, and uh, I've known you for so long, so uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, so for our guests that don't know who Ron White is, and usually when I say Ron White, they all they instantly go to the, to the comedian. I'm like, oh, no, this guy's way better than that. He's way better. So tell us a little bit about who you are. Uh, a little bit about me. I'm a two-time USA memory champion. Uh, I used to hold the record for the fastest to memorize a deck of cards in the United States. I did it in a minute and 27 seconds. Uh, I held the record for the longest number memorized in the United States in five minutes. I memorized 267. So I competed in memory tournaments of records, but... You know, and I've done things like writing out the Constitution from memory or or some other memory demonstrations that I'm really proud of. But to be honest with you, what I'm most proud of is that over the last 30 years, I have shared and taught with people that, you know what, Ron White's memory is not that much different than anybody else's. The only difference is, is that I know it's system and uh, and I teach other people how to do this. And I, yeah, I like doing the memory demonstrations and winning the tournaments. Uh, those days may be in my, my past. Um, it's not the demonstrations, but the tournaments are in the past. But what I really enjoy is is sharing with people that they can do it too. And I'll say this final thing before I shut up, that it's not about winning memory tournaments or, or, mem- or, or records. It's about trusting your memory. It's about learning what you want to learn faster. It's about that kind of thing. So anybody can do it. Yeah, that's uh, that's really great, and it fits right into my threefold strong philosophy. When you're talking about having a strong mind, because you know having a strong mind is very important. I know as as people get older, they tend to forget things, and you got to continue continually exercise that. You know, the mind is is uh, I'm not going to get all medical because I don't know all that stuff, but the mind is is a muscle, if you will, and you have to exercise it. You have to work it, otherwise you start to lose it. And uh, another thing too. One of the cool demonstrations and how useful this is in everyday life is, as I've seen you stand in front of 150 people after meeting them within like 10 or 15, 20 minutes as they're coming into a, to a class with you and you kick the class off by uh, recalling all their names, 150 people, 100 people. That's pretty crazy, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so it is kind of crazy, but it's it. You know, when you if if me from the outside, so here here I was. It was nineteen eighty eight, probably nineteen eighty five, somewhere around there. I was watching the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and this guy named Harry Lorraine went on the Tonight Show, and he memorized. Uh, uh, he uh, Johnny Carson said, "This is what we're going to do. We're going to take a commercial break, and during the commercial break, Harry's going to meet a row of people. You know, thirty, fifty people." And then when we come back, he's going to repeat the names. So at the break, Harry Lorraine met 30 or 50 people in a, in a straight line in Johnny Carson's audience. They came back from the break. Johnny Carson had them stand up. Harry Lorraine said their name. And when, when they called off their name, they sat down. That's essentially the demonstration I do. And I stole it, ripped it off 100% from Harry Lorraine. I talked to Harry on the phone about three years ago, and I told him that, and he wasn't so happy. I ripped it off. <laughs> but he's a nice guy. Um but it's it's a powerful demonstration, and I can I you know I can meet 
100, 200, 300 people repeat their names. But the, the purpose of the demonstration is to is to emphasize how much people like to hear their name mm. and how easy it is to remember names. The process, I'm essentially just imagining pictures. You know, Steve is a stove, Lisa's the Mona Lisa, Karen is a carrot. So I meet these people, I see a picture, I imagine a story. The only difference between me and maybe the next guy is I, I've just done it so much, I can do it really quick now. But um, that's the demonstration. It's a powerful way to start off my speech, and uh, and and I perfected it, and and I ripped it off from Harry Lorraine. Yeah, Harry Lorraine is um, a familiar name to me because of my you know my magic background, and he has uh, several books on card magic and things like that. And he he had talked about the memorizing and memorizing decks and and stuff. And it's kind of interesting because even there's a guy called the Bible Answer Man who I who I you know, used to listen Hank to way back when. Yep, Hank Hedergraph. He actually also had a Bible memory program at one point. Um, and he kind of used the same ideas of, of pictures and stuff. Now, I was talking with somebody just yesterday, and I was kind of explaining this to him because uh, as I shared with you also yesterday, last week I did uh, an IDS training, uh, Integrated Defense Systems. It's a, it's a weapons-based kind of working the clinch, weapon retainment, what happens if someone's trying to disarm you, things like that. And we went through it for three days. On the fourth day, we had a test. And there was no handouts with this material. It was all just whatever you could write down, whatever you can remember. And in the gym, I created a memory palace uh, with the equipment around the gym to memorize all the warm-ups and, and all the drills and things like that. And it, it's really really effective but i was explaining to a fellow classmate what i was doing and he was looking at me like like i was crazy and he says i can't do that and i says well what do you mean you can't do that i says how do you dream you dream in pictures right what do you do before you're able to talk you you see visualization in fact if i said to you you know can you remember your first bicycle and he says oh yeah it was a red bmx and i was like you just did it you just did it it's the power of of the mind and memory, memory, memorizing or remembering, that was a st hard, hard to get out, remembering pictures from the past. I mean, I can remember houses that I lived in throughout the years and when I was a kid and stuff. And all you're doing is using those as filing systems for the memory. And that's great. And it's so useful because like you said, with the memory of somebody's name, you're engaging them, right? You're becoming very personal. People like, as soon as you say their name, they're like, oh, I'm important to them. The other thing it causes you to do is it causes you to be observant. You've got to really observe the person to maybe find those distinguishing features that you can attach, you know, something to. As it helps you with your your observation skills, Ron. Yeah, absolutely, it does. You know, the 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 first part of memory is kind of what you're saying is observing, but just you know, just being present, being in the moment. A lot of people will say. I'm so terrible with names. I can't remember a name. I hear it, and two seconds later, I don't remember it. Well, that's not a memory problem. That's a focus problem. That's an, a, an attention problem. You're you're thinking about other things. So you know, observing the face, it, it it focuses your brain. It forces you to pay attention, and that's really the first step to memory: focusing and pay attention and being observant, being intentional. You know, I tell people when they walk towards somebody, instead of thinking to yourself, what do I think of them? What do they think of me? Have I seen them before? What business deals are we going to do? Get all that out of your brain. Just ask yourself, what is their name? What is their name? What is their name? What is their name? In other words, focus in on that, the goal, 
and the goal is to remember the name that they're about to tell you. So uh, it is about observing and it is about being intentional and focused and living in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I've also talked to people um, throughout my years of, of doing memory stuff with you and I'll share with them what I'm doing and they're like, well, what, what do I need that for? Um, do you have some everyday practical examples of how what you teach would help somebody? I mean, recalling a hundred names in a, in a, you know, a classroom scenario or something like that, that's not the everyday person, right? So just take the average everyday person and tell me how could they apply this to their life? Yeah. So, you know, the, let's say the average person, um, let's, let's just say it's a salesperson. And they get a job, a brand new job somewhere, and their sales manager says, here's our sales script. We want you to learn it. Well, that salesperson then takes the sales script, and maybe there's 10 main points to the sales script. There, there's an introduction. There's questions that you want to ask them. There's reading testimonials. You know, there, there's 10 steps, let's say. Well, that salesperson could build a mind palace, which is what you were talking about earlier. And for the people who are listening who don't know that term, a mind palace is where you visualize a map of a room and you, and you number, let's say 10 spots in this example. So we got 10, we got 10 spots numbered. And then we take that sales script that we want to memorize and we memorize it around the room. So the first, the first bullet point to the sales script, may be an introduction on the first piece of furniture in your room. You see two people shaking hands. On the next piece of furniture in your room, you want to ask some questions like, uh, what, what, what type of car are you looking for? Let's say they're a car salesman. Well, on the second piece of furniture, you want to ask them that question so you see a sports car and a pickup truck, different types of cars. You visualize this in that location. Then the third thing you want to ask, talk to your customer about is you want to tell them up some testimonials of, of happy customers. So maybe you visualize a picture of this happy customer standing on number three. Then as the salesperson, your customer walks towards you and you're able to see the introduction, ask them what type of car do they want, tell them about some testimonials, and you're just walking mentally through your mind palace. Now, this could be used for a, a car salesman, a, a real estate agent, an insurance person, any business trying to learn a, a sales script or a pitch. But it could also be for somebody who wants to stand up in front of a group of 20, 30, 40, 50, 100, 1,000 people, I'm going to be speaking for 2,000 people in June. I'm going to use this method to give my speech without notes. I'll visualize the, the things I want to talk about around my mind palace. I'll get up on the stage and talk without notes. So giving a speech without notes, giving a sales script, those are two real practical examples. A student who wants to you know, study for a test, they can put what they want on there. A person who wants to learn Bible verses. The mind palace is really a great tool and technique for a lot of really practical applications. Yeah, absolutely. If, uh, you know, if you were in a trade scenario, like, you know, in our electrical world, you could, um, you know, have a good idea of the code book because you got to know certain codes and, and things like that. I use that speech thing every Sunday when I'm up, um, um, you know, teaching at excuse me, at church. I also use it for my own Bible, you know, memory program. Um, all of those things. I use it in, in the Krav Maga. I use it in my self-defense. I use it in trying to learn Greek and Hebrew and, and I want to start learning some Russian. So, I, I mean, it's just really a great tool. Even if I got a 
run out in the store and pick some things up at the grocery store, I can create a quick little list using the pencil list that you teach early on and just remember all the things I need uh, to get it at the store so I don't forget it. Now, a lot of people are like, well, I've got my phone for that, you know, and, and I think we do ourselves a disservice as we start to utilize those tools, and they're great tools, by the way, but when we start to forsake our natural abilities like our minds and our bodies and things like that, you don't use them, you lose them. And so let's just put those things away and, uh, and start to exercise our mind and things like that to, to help just become that, that complete person. So you have all kinds of different programs. You also have a uh, speed reading program. Is that correct? Yeah, I do. You know, I, I've been teaching memory seminars since 1991 and, you know, you know, for the first 10 years after I taught people memory training, they're like, ah, I want to learn more. Do you teach speed reading? I'm like, well, no, actually I don't. <laughs> and then finally it took 10 years of people asking me that question and the light bulb went off of my head. I need to create another product because people will buy it. And um, now I say that as a joke, I'm not just going to create a product that people will buy if I don't believe it works and I don't see a use for it. So, you know, but also I, so then I started looking at speed reading. And I'm like, is this some a product that I want to create? And I decided it was. I decided it would be a good product. I decided it would help people. So I created a speed reading program. And in, in essence, you know, I can sum up speed reading in 60 seconds. But, you know, that, <laughs> that may be a, a, a sad news to the people who bought my course. But I, I joke when I say that because they need the course to practice it. But here's the 60-second summary of speed reading. When we read, our eyes tend to bounce around the page a lot. It's called visual regression. Your eye, there's a sentence, the boy ran to the store. If that's the sentence in the book, your eye will actually read it this way. The boy, the boy went, the boy went to, the boy went to the, the boy went to the store. And you're thinking, no, I don't read that way. Well, you do. But your eye is doing it so rapidly, you don't realize it. But because it's doing it, it's slowing you down. So... The, the one of the largest keys to speed reading is putting your finger under the words and just moving your finger across the page. You can also do this with a pen or a pencil. Force your eye to follow the pen, follow the pencil, follow your finger. And if you do that and you practice that, you could almost double your reading speed. Now, I am very candid when I say this. I do believe that doubling your reading speed is realistic. I believe more than that, most people see a drop-off in comprehension. Uh, not everybody, but most people. So I read, my speed reading is more, is, is it's faster than before, but I'm not uh, looking to do anything that's going to get me in the Guinness Book of World's Records. I just want to read a little bit faster. Yeah, and, and that really comes into play if you're just reviewing something like, you know, I've read the, the Bible several times, but often when, especially in my memory, like as I'm going through, memorize the 1180, uh, 89 chapters of the Bible, as I'm going through that, sometimes I'll speed read that chapter. Um, I, Cause I'm not going for comprehension. I'm just going for refamiliarization of what that chapter is about. And so, you know, I can go a little faster because I'm not trying to comprehend. I'm just, re-familiarizing re myself with the story. So I can see that's a, that's a huge tool right there. Now you also got one on, on math. You got one on playing the guitar, Spanish. You got one on um, jujitsu. I mean, 
the the power of this thing is is just endless, right? Yeah, you can really apply it to anything that you want. Whatever you're interested in, you can apply memory training to. Um, uh, music is one of the most difficult things for me to apply it to, but it is possible. So, you know, but learning the language certainly is, or learning steps. You know, I, I was in the Navy when I was in Navy boot camp. I had been in the memory training world for 10 years at that point. I, I, I enlisted in the military at the age of 28. I started teaching memory seminars at the age of 18. But when I was in military boot camp, you know, we had to learn how to put out a fire. And there was like 10 steps to it. I, I used the, the mock pilots for that. So you can really apply it to just about anything to make your life better and learn faster. You know, so many people are stressed over because they because of they're trying to learn something and they can't or they learn slow or they get frustrated. And that's what I see my job as, is the guy who says, whoa, let me take away your stress. And that's kind of what I see my job as. Yeah. And I know it's I'm definitely one of those slower learners. Like you said, I I was one of those. Uh, purchasers of the memory in a month back in the 90s and I'm still even to this day hey Ron how how do I do this basic thing again you know because we get so stuck in our head but one of the things that I'm really appreciating about the tribe that you have created and uh, for those that you don't know we have a monthly tribe that we participate and we do three study sessions uh, it's open to three you can come to how many ever you want but it's open to three different sessions a week and so a couple of those we just get on Zoom and we just sit and study for for an hour. We're not even talking, right? Ron mutes us all and we just kind of do our own thing, which is powerful in itself because I know you're going to say, well, I can do that by myself, but I don't know, many of us aren't that disciplined to do it on our own. However, when we make that appointment and we log on, uh, it's to the point of accountability and it kind of forces us to do it huge, huge, right? Uh, and then there's another time during the week where we can ask you questions and stuff like that. I equate this as a gym membership for my mind, right? So people that are, hey, how do I justify this? You know, you have no problem going down to Planet Fitness or whatever and spending whatever there a month to go work your body. And it's like, well, this is my gym for my mind. It's a separate category. But even... As I'm going through this with you on a weekly basis, I'm making new discoveries. I think I even shared with you yesterday. I was like, wow, this is, I'm doing this now. And you're like, yeah, Bill, I taught you that back in the 90s. I'm glad you're now getting it 30 years later, <laughs> 20 years later. But it's a process for all of us. It definitely is a process. And that's where, you know, um, coaching each other and, I, you know, I've, I don't know, I throw ideas out there to the, to the Facebook group and to the community. I don't know if they're helpful or not, but maybe, maybe it'll click with somebody. Maybe it won't. I've, I've thrown some ideas to you and that's, that's really what it's all about, right? We're building each other up. Yeah, man. I, yeah, it is. It's, you know, I, um, I, I, I had this idea. I did a YouTube video once study with me, you know, where I just put, I just, I just put the camera on me and I just studied and I read and that was, you know, and I'm about the first one to do that, but I did that. And that was kind of the origins of the idea for this group that we have, where we just all do that together live. Um, but it is about brainstorming and, and sharing ideas. You know, I think it was Napoleon Hill talked about the benefits of a mastermind where you've got not just one brain thinking, but you got four or five different brains thinking. And that's where the, you know, the magic happens. 
So it's kind of, you know, a, a virtual mastermind in a way, although it's not exactly that because we're not all going around talking or teaching, but we are a little. And so, uh, but yeah, there's something about community and agility that, that humans better. Um, so that's what we've created. Yeah, it's really, really great. So we're going to take a quick break here uh, to get a word from our sponsor, Arc Electric Heating and Cooling, and we'll follow up with some, uh, some Bible stuff as we come back. So be back in just one second. Are you tired of dealing with unreliable heating and electrical services? Well, look no further. Arc Electric Heating and Cooling is here to provide you with the best service in Colorado. Our highly trained technicians use state-of-the-art technology to ensure that your heating, cooling, and electrical systems are running smoothly. And with our commitment to affordability, you can trust that you'll get the best value for your money. We service the Denver Metro, Castle Rock, Castle Pines, Littleton, Centennial, Highlands Ranch, and Parker areas. So why wait? Call Arc Electric Heating and Cooling today and experience the peace of mind that comes with knowing that your heating, electric, and cooling systems are in good hands. Call us today at 303-656-3689. That's 303-656-3689. Arc Electric Heating and Cooling, where comfort and safety comes first. Are you tired of using the same old workout equipment? Well, it's time to switch it up and try something new. Introducing B3 BFR Bands, the revolutionary way to maximize your workout potential. With B3 BFR Bands, you will experience increased muscle activation with quicker time to fatigue and a natural release of human growth hormone. These bands are easy to use and can be incorporated into any workout routine. So what are you waiting for? Take your workouts to the next level with B3 BFR Bands. Order now by clicking on the link below. B3 BFR Bands, the future of fitness. All right, welcome back. And Ron, I wanna really kind of steer this into a different direction because you have a couple of different Bible programs. Um, is, are there three of them? I can't, re we're talking about memory, but here I'm going to say, I can't remember how many Bible programs you have, but, uh, what Bible programs do you offer? Yeah. So believe it or not, over the years, I've had at least five. Um, but two of them are, are not, don't, ex I don't, I don't, I don't sell them anymore just cause I've blended them into the, the three courses I have now. But, um, uh, one is, is my most basic course and this is called the road to bible memory you know and the road to bible memory is divided into two portions one portion is is you can memorize where a story is in the bible like exodus chapter 20 that's the 10 commandments so we take you know we take 20 stories and you memorize their locations where they are in the bible and then the other component of it is is what people think of really when they think of bible memory and that or most people and that is memorizing verses so memorizing what John 3.16 says, or Romans um, 8.28, or, or whatever. So that's it has two components to that one called the Road to Bible Memory. I think it's my, it's my most basic introductory Bible memory course. Then I have another one called um, Advanced Memory, Advanced Bible Memory, and it really is, dude, that one's intense. Uh, I I. I once I said to somebody, I said, I think I could memorize the Sermon on the Mount in three days. And it's, you know, it's about a hundred verses. And they're like, what? I'm like, no, seriously, I think I could. And um, 
so that course is how to memorize the Sermon on the Mount in three days. It's it, it would be an extremely intense three days, and it's probably more realistic to say two weeks, but that's what that course is. And then my most recent course uh, is the one that you have, or at least one of them, is the 1189 Bible Memory. And this is a unique one. I don't know if like this. There probably is. Nothing right, Ecclesiastes. But uh, it, there's 1189 chapters in the Bible, 66 books, 1189 chapters. So the concept of this is, is you will memorize what's in every chapter. You know that uh, uh, Genesis, you know, chapter 9 is this. Exodus chapter 20 is this. Leviticus chapter 3 is this. Numbers chapter 4 is this. And uh, so that's my 1189 Bible memory course. And really what the people are doing is they're building a series of mind palaces, 189 total locations. Uh, it's, a, it's a big goal, but for the person who loves Bible memory it's a great project yeah i'm really uh really enjoying it actually and i'm even taking it deeper and i'm as i'm going through the process i'm discovering wow you can go so far into this this thing can be this thing could be huge because now if you memorize all 1189 chapters which it's a summation right people when I say that to people, they're like, oh, you're memorizing it word for word. No, it's a summation, right? I'm getting the main topic of that that chapter and there's subtopics in there. Obviously, if there's two major tops topics, I'll put those, I'll put those together um, in that memory palace. But then you can pull out now maybe a key verse. And now you've got, you know, eleven hundred and eighty-nine verses within the Bible as well. Now, what I have found with this, Ron, through through Exodus and through Genesis, where I'm at right now, and I'm going to be starting uh, Leviticus tomorrow with you, but as, I, as I'm doing this, it's really putting the book in my mind, right? Because I have read the Bible so much that we're going back to kind of that speed reading thing, but now I'm not speed reading each chapter. Now it's coming from here because I may not know it verbatim, but I get the idea. I know the idea and I can flow along in my mind through my memory palaces the entire Bible. And that, that's, that's so great for me. Now, why do we want to memorize the Bible? Well, because it goes into that spirit side of our threefold strong. You know, we, we want to know the, the Bible says that the word of God is the lamp unto my feet. I mean, it's so important. It's the living, sharper than any, any two-edged sword, able to discern. Um, it's important for us to, to have that, that foundation. So that's why I want to memorize that. Plus, if I'm you know, in a position where I need to share with somebody, I can pull things out. You know, what I love doing is when somebody is sharing with me and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, when, when Abraham was you know, offering Isaac, I'm like, oh, you mean Genesis 22? You know, <laughs> and they're like, Wow, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just kind of fun to know mentally the structure of it all, and that's what I'm getting out of it. And it's just, it is quite a feat, but it's, I'm very interested to see how some of those, um, you know, Levitical chapters and Numbers and Deuteronomy, when you're getting into a lot of the repeating of how that's going to go, and then I'm also very curious of how the New Testament's going to go because you know there's a lot of main topics within one chapter and it's like ooh, pulling out what we think is going to be 
the topic that's going to best summarize that chapter, that could be a challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, and that, but the, and that's up to the each individual person. I, you know, I when I created that course, and really when I create any course, I try to keep it extraordinarily basic and simple, so the average person can 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 do it. You know, that's I want to appeal to the masses as far as anybody. I don't want I don't want people to get discouraged when they get my courses, but I also leave enough room in there for the for the person who is more advanced like you for them to go in there. I made it I made it where the more advanced person like you could also go in and add in more detail to what they want to remember. For example, let me give you an example. So I believe it's uh, Deuteronomy. I think it's Deuteronomy where it's just a series of Moses's sermons, right? Mm -hmm. Like Moses sermon number one, Moses sermon number two, Moses sermon number three. And on the course, I say, all right, locations one through five is, is sermon number one, locations uh, whatever, six through 10 is sermon number two or whatever it is. Those aren't the numbers, but you get the idea. For the basic person, that's going to be enough. But for the more advanced person, they're going to be like, ah, you know what? Ron left me some room here to go add more detail to each location in my mind palace. So, and that's what I like to do. The advanced person is going to catch on to that. And the basic person doesn't need to be bogged down with it. But uh, that's the concept. And, and you can really learn anything, memorize anything faster uh, with the system. Right, right. Yeah. And I know you said you didn't want to really talk about your, your accomplishments. But um, if we can for one moment... I, I share with people all the time what you do with the, the wall because um, that right there, Ron, is, is pretty stinking impressive. And I've got a point I want to make with all of this, but, but tell me about the demonstration you do with the wall. Well, um, I'm, uh, so I told you I went to boot camp when I was 28. Um, that was, the year was 2001. And so you, everybody knows, well, why would he join the military after, in September 2001? Well, I'll give you one guess. <laughs> you know, our country went to war. So I went, I went and joined the military. Um, and uh, in 2007, I was deployed to Afghanistan. I returned from Afghanistan in 2008. And, and then I went and I won, I, I won the memory tournaments in 2009 and 10. Uh, 2010 and 11, my records started getting broken. And which is fine. That's what records are made for. So then I was like, well, what do I do next? You know, and in 2012, I decided that I would do something to honor the, the war, the, the fallen soldiers from the war where I served. So I memorized everybody who died in the war in Afghanistan. There's 2,401 of them. I memorized their rank, their first name and their last name. So it's 7,000 words, 7,500 words, probably. And I imagine this. Imagine you're at the Vietnam Wall and you see somebody with a white marker and they begin writing out the Vietnam wall from memory, yeah. uh, all 60,000 people. Now, thankfully, Afghanistan is a lot less than 60,000. It's 2,400. But that's the concept. I, it takes me 10 hours to write out. It's 7,500 words. It took 10 months to memorize. And I do it for one reason, to honor them and say you're not forgotten. Wow. That just, uh, that's pretty <laughs> impressive. That's amazing. And that, that should bring goosebumps to everybody um, as you talk about it, because you know what? That's that's what it's all about, right? Um, so that you're not forgotten. 
key word, not forgotten. And what better way to demonstrate that you're not forgotten than to rename them from memory? I mean, that's just, that's, that's pretty stinking cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So here's, a lot of people are going to look at that and go, hmm, I'm not Ron, right? Ron's got some special ability. He's got some superpower. In fact, weren't you on a superhuman show or something with Mike Tyson or what was that that you were on? Yeah, it's funny. In 2010, uh, Stan Venter of Spider-Man, yep, Stan Lee. he created a TV show called, yeah, he created a TV show for the History Channel called Stanley's Superhumans. And I was on uh, season one of that show. And then uh, six years later, Fox TV created a show with Mike Tyson called Superhuman. And I was on that show. So basically, if they create a show with Superhuman, I expect to be called. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the point I'm trying to make, Ron, is, Ron, are you Superhuman or are you just a regular guy? Yeah, I'm a regular dude. You know, if, if I have any ability, my, my, my memory ability is not any better than anybody else's. And that's not uh, humility. That's honesty. Um, you know, it would be it would be totally dishonest. It would, I would be lying if I said my, my memory is better than other people naturally. But if, if people are like, oh, come on. Oh, come on. There's something different. Well, okay. Maybe this is what is different. You know, uh, I when people look at the Afghanistan memory wall and they see 7,500 words written out, they're like, that is insane, dude. I said, anybody could do it with a memory system. But here's the thing. I will grant this. Maybe it's an exercise in discipline that is unique. In other words, people, you, you're disciplined and you're devoted to Krav, Krav Maga. You know, you would probably say anybody could probably, you know, if they're not, you know, if they're physically able, could learn Krav Maga. But that doesn't mean if you don't have discipline, it's going to be you to do. You know what I'm saying? So you have discipline. Uh, I would say my discipline is is greater than my memory, and that's what allows me to be great. Yeah, and that's that's huge, right there. It's, I mean, we hear it all the time, right? Work focus discipline will always um, outbeat talent right because a lot of people who are naturally talented talented don't have the discipline because they they trust in that talent and therefore they allow it to, to slip um, and i love those stories i love those underdog stories of you know the fictional character of rocky or you know the that football rudy i don't know if you ever saw that the the, the guy from notre dame and you just all these people who are just common people who are disciplined and doing uncommon things that make them extraordinary. And that's what I try to tell people all the time. Because you know you hear the excuses all the time. I'm too old. I'm too fat. I'm too weak. I'm too whatever. And it's like, well, no. Take that away and just be disciplined and do uncommon things. And all of a sudden, somebody will look at you and go, wow, something's different about you. And you look at yourself because people tell that to me all the time. They're like, man, I would, I would never do what you do. I can't do what you do. And I'm like, yeah, you can. Um, I'm just like you, but I make those choices to do the hard things, to be disciplined so that it takes me to this place. Um, I share with people all the time because people are like, 
you know, you do all this self-defense stuff and, and you, you work extra hard in all these other areas. And the truth is, Ron, it's because I'm scared, right? I'm scared. I'm afraid. I'm weak. I'm lazy. Naturally, I'm all those things. And if I'm not disciplined to, to do the things I need to do, those attributes will take over, right? Um, you know, I'm, I'm scared to get in a fight. I don't want to get in a fight. So I need to overcome that by being disciplined to prepare myself for when that happens that I don't get scared and run. I need to discipline my, my memory so that when I got to use it as a resource, it's there. I got to discipline my body so that when I need to do things physical, maybe carry somebody out of a burning building or, or help somebody from safety or maybe even defend myself, that I'm able to. And so to your point, being disciplined is, is killing those weaknesses in our body. We're just common people, but we do that uncommon thing because it's more common to be lazy, to just whatever, rely on Google to answer our questions, use our phones. But the un it's uncommon to exercise your memory. It's uncommon to read books anymore. It's uncommon to go do BJJ like you do. It's uncommon to eat good. And I know you have a course on eating too, right? <laughs> things to help you eat uh, with uh, helping with your memory. It's uncommon to do these things. And we just choose to do that. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, that, that, that is, that's exactly right. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is a choice and it is, you're right, programming your mind and, and, um, you know, um, uh, Jim Rohn said the pain of discipline weighs ounces. The pain of regret weighs tons. Wow. That's good. So, you, you know, you're paying a, you're paying a price. I mean, you, everything you do, there is a price. You know, right. if, if I decide to go to the gym, I'm paying a price. And the price is I can be sitting right here, relaxing, watching TV and, you know, I'm going to go pay a price. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, if I don't go to the gym in two years when I go to the beach, you know, and I'm exhausted because I can't go for a swim where I, I go to the Great Wall of China. I went to the Great Wall of China with a guy uh, in 2019. When we got to the Great Wall of China, he had never been. He had to sit on a chair and wait for me for two hours to go walk all up and down the Great Wall of China. One of the greatest landmarks in human history. So he paid a price that day because all the previous months and previous years he had paid, he, he chose not to pay a price. He sat in front of the TV, he ate Cokes and ice cream and he was overweight because he didn't want to pay the price of exercise. But when we got to the great wall of China, he paid the price of not being able to enjoy it and having to wait on me sitting in a chair for two hours while I enjoyed it. Cause this is a high elevation. You're up in the mountains and it takes a little bit of, of endurance to do. So people think that because they don't work out or they don't exercise their brain or exercise their body or whatever, that they're, 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 they're not paying a price. You're paying a price. You're just not paying it today. You're going to pay it down the road. And the pain of discipline weighs ounces. The pain of regret weighs tons. That's great. Yeah. I, I have a similar saying it wasn't as good as that, but it's you, you pay now or you pay later. Um, but you're going to pay. And it's usually cheaper if yeah. you pay earlier, right? <laughs> it's usually cheaper if you pay. Yeah, that's the old Fram oil filter commercial. You remember that one? I don't. Uh-uh. 
Nope. I oh, yeah. Know. So it was the Fran Moyle filter, Fran Moyle filter commercial from 30 years ago or whatever. It had a mechanic. He had a Fram oil filter in his hand, you know, 10 bucks or whatever. And then behind him was an engine. It just involved with a price tag on it, $2,000. And he said, pay me now or pay me later. Wow, that's that's great. I didn't know that existed. So there's nothing new under the sun, the Bible says. So you think you have an original thought. And it's like, yeah, that was already done three year, 30 years ago there, Bill. So, hey, Ron, um, I know you need no, to go. No. We need to cut this short today. But before we leave... Tell people how they can find you if they're interested in your courses. How can they get some more information about that? Well, uh, if you want to go to my get my course or just sign up for my newsletter, go to blackbeltmemory.com. Just like uh, Bill is a black belt in the martial arts, you can be a black belt in memory. So go to blackbeltmemory.com. And if you want to follow me on social media, go to Instagram and and at brain athlete, like brain in your head and then athlete. It's it's kind of what Bill was talking about, about the mind-body connection, brain athlete. So brain athlete on Instagram or blackbeltmemory.com. But uh, Bill, it's so great for you. You know, you're a good friend. You're a good guy. I respect your work ethic. Uh, I respect uh, your 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 enthusiasm for health and nutrition and, and the martial arts and Krav Maga, your interest in the Bible. And uh, I've enjoyed getting to know you over the last couple of years. And, and uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, back to that black belt thing. I tell people I'm a black belt in memory. And they're like, what does that mean? And then I forget something. And they're like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. People never let, believe me, believe me. You don't have to tell me on that. I know. I, they, people, yeah. Right, right. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much, Ron. And uh, one more thing before we go, if you're looking to uh, get engaged online on a church, don't forget to visit Sun Country Community Church. That's S-O-N countrycc.com. And we'll see you on Sunday. And until next time, Created to Be Podcast, your host, Bill Anderson. Thanks. We'll see you next time.